around like I really got like two friends <laughs> like like not saying like like I have people that I'm friends with but like who do you call your friend you know what I mean <laughs> To be honest, like, I, I don't have notes. I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. <laughs> like, this is just something I'm about to just talk about off the dome. And we're going to see how it goes. Okay, we're going to see if this episode gets uploaded or not. Because, I don't know, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I don't really know, like, how to talk about it. Because it's kind of like... Okay, anyways, let me just get to the point first. Today I want to talk about boundaries, and not really boundaries. I really just want to talk about like friendships and like setting boundaries in friendships and when to realize that sometimes people just aren't respecting your boundaries and they just gotta go. So I kind of just want to talk about it because I don't know. I think if you think about it, at least for me, like majority of the friends that I had were people that I've like grew up with or known my whole life because, you know, living in like a smaller town, we didn't have like all these different high schools and all this stuff, you know? So I graduated with majority of the people that I literally went to like pre-K with. And so I think everyone just get, grows up with people and they get familiar with people. And when you do become an adult and you do graduate and start going to college and doing like that whole search for your I guess, purpose, journey, whatever, into adulthood, it's a weird time because you feel like the people that you've known for a long time, you feel like you don't know them anymore. They may feel like they don't know you anymore. And it's weird. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you think of it as the sense of if you have friends and you guys split up and go to college different places Obviously, that's one thing. And unless you're going to really take the time and effort, just like any other relationship to like keep that friend in your life, then that's great. But normally, unfortunately, that doesn't really happen. And sometimes you end up going your separate ways. And it doesn't mean that you won't make your ways back to each other, because who knows, you guys could go to college miles and miles apart. But then Maybe you guys come back home for a little bit or you've moved to the same area. Like stuff like that happens. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's like the inevitable that you have to face where you have to kind of like let go of people if you feel like you're like outgrowing them. I mean, there can be so many different reasons, but I know at least for me and what I've, you know, talked to with friends and family and stuff is like sometimes you grow out of people And it's not always a bad thing. I think if you're making decisions for your life where you want to better yourself and make yourself happy and like you're on the goal where you're just excited about doing things that are finally making you feel the way that you've always wanted to feel. I think if you have people that are supporting you and people that are there for you, just like they were there for you when you lit up the street from them or went to school with them and stuff. 
that's amazing. But not all the time does that end up happening. A lot of the time, sometimes when you say maybe you have an idea that you want to do or you like a career change or even if it's like a fucking haircut, bitch, let's be honest, any change and you discuss it with someone that you consider a friend or whatever, if you've ever had that moment where they've had like a not positive reaction to something that you're like really excited about or something like that shit hurts. Like, it's like, whoa, like way to fucking stab me in the heart. If I'm excited about something like, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to do this. And then I have a friend that's just like, mm, cool. And you're just like, oh, all right. Like, this isn't what I wanted. Like, you know, I feel like you just want support when it comes to the people in your life that you care about. And I think that that's just, it depends on the boundaries you set. Like, let's be honest. It depends on whatever boundaries you're trying to set in that relationship. So maybe that's not a boundary that you want. But I know, like, for me, for instance, I want someone that, like, I can trust and, like, count on for the most part. Like, I just want someone that I feel like I can count on. Like, can I really count on you, bitch? Like, if I really need you, can I really count on you? And I think that's the time where you realize, like, not that many people fuck with you. Like, you thought that, you know, they were fucking with you. Because if I want to evolve as a person and do X, Y, and Z, it's not like I don't want my friends to evolve. At least that's how I look at it. Like, I look at it as if I want something or if I have an idea that I feel like is going to evolve me. I would want and trust that I have friends that would be supportive in whatever it is that I'm doing, as long as it's not like, you know, as long as you're not doing anything bad or crazy. It's just like, bro, just be supportive. If I literally want to open a fucking, no, I'm not going to say I'm going to open a zoo because I'm not. But I'm saying like, if I'm like, bitch, I am a zookeeper and I need all the animals immediately. Then honestly, as a friend, be like, period, bitch, keep the zoo. I need that energy. I don't need something like I don't need someone questioning it or being like, well, do you know, or putting it down. It's just like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, there's a way if if someone has an idea and it really is a terrible idea, there's a still a nice way of saying, like, maybe you could try this. I don't know. There's a there's a way to go about it. So I think if it's your friend or someone like that, when they aren't being supportive or being there for you like you are for them, I think it makes you kind of like take a step back and reevaluate like shit. Like you're like, wait a minute. Like, especially if this is like a pattern, I think it's important that people acknowledge those moments because you don't want it to be like, well, we've been friends for this long, but like, honestly, the last year or two, this is how they've acted anyways. And I've just dealt with it, you know, like, it's time to really kind of set those boundaries and like cut it off. Like with this is with all relationships. Of course, I'm just talking friends right now, but cut it off. Don't let it slide like ever because letting it slide is just, it's just wasting time. And it honestly isn't getting anywhere. And like at the end of the day, like if the friendship's really there, if you guys really care about each other in the end and you really want to be there for that person 
then like, you know what you can do as a person because you're a human being, you're an adult, like, come on, you know what you can do to be like a good friend and to show that person like, Hey, like I care about you. And like, I don't want you to feel like I don't or whatever the fucking case is. I just think there's like, you can do that. But nowadays, not nowadays. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. What do I mean nowadays? Like, people's all people have always probably been like, there's always been wishy washy friends. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But I don't know. I'm just. I don't. Maybe it's not even nowadays. Maybe it's just like the whole mid twenty period where I just have noticed that. Like, I literally be looking around like. I really got like two friends <laughs> like like not saying like like I have people that I'm friends with but like who do you call your friend you know what I mean do you get what I'm saying I feel like some people are gonna get what I'm saying if you don't then I don't know how to explain it bruh so just keep just keep listening all right you'll you'll get the idea but I think when it comes down to like, if you, if you ever had to put, if you ever had to put yourself in a situation where let's say you legit just hit the fucking lotto. All right. You hit the big lotto and tomorrow you're getting your check. Yeah. I know that doesn't happen in real fucking life, but I'm just saying some bullshit right now. Setting an example. If you hit the lottery And they're like, okay, great. Here's the fucking check, bitch. Have fun. We ain't even taking taxes out, okay? This is the reality I'm going to just say. We ain't even taking taxes out, bitch. Here's your check. Do you? First thing I would personally, first thing I'm going to do is fucking leave, okay? First thing I'm going to fucking do is fucking leave. And if I'm leaving, I'm like, okay. I can either go by myself or I can bring people. Now, in reality, in real life, Brittany Gonzalez is going by herself. (laughs) Brittany Gonzalez is not bringing anybody. Brittany Gonzalez is going to go by herself and be like, bitch, what the fuck are we about to do? Let's figure this out in reality. But in this fantasy world, let's say I'm feeling generous and I'm feeling like I got friends And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to call in the people that I care about so we can all enjoy this. Let's go to fucking wherever. Turks and Caicos. We're going to Greece tomorrow. If you were to pull your phone out right now, you're me right now. Okay, I'm putting, think of, you're this person. If you were to pull your phone out right now, you just hit the lottery. $10 million. You're going on vacation tomorrow. Magically, everything's booked. <laughs> Magically, you have enough room for however many people you want to bring. And you're thinking, okay, I'm, I want to bring friends. I'm not I'm not really worried about family right now. This episode is about friends. What friends am I going to invite? Sit here for 10 seconds and literally try to name all the people that you would legit really want to bring. People that you don't want. Drama. You don't, these are your friends, right? Because friends don't make things about them when you, when stuff like this happens, right? 
Friends don't cause a scene to get attention. Friends don't make it about them. Friends don't lie. Friends don't start drama. No, right? Okay. We're talking about friends. People that you know they're going to go and it's going to be fun no matter what. There's not going to be drama like that. Nothing. Because you're just going to be happy. They're going to be happy for you. And it's going to be a fucking time to celebrate your new life. If you think about how many friends you could fucking name, if you could name more than fucking four, bitch, I'm jealous because I was really sitting here thinking like I can count on maybe a hand how many people I know would like actually be like, okay, bet say less bags packed. No issue. They meeting me there. No issue. Nothing. We're getting on the fucking private jet. We're going and there's no problems. There's no problems. We're living it up. There's no drama. There's no negativity. That's what I mean. Okay. Like who's going to bring the positive energy because If I fucking hit the lottery, bitch, I don't need negative energy around me for at least a month, bitch. I need to really just soak in my my financial abundance and figure out what the fuck I'm about to do. What what do I want to do? What is she feeling? That's, That's what I personally need. If I hit the lottery, I'm on a high, bitch, on life. So I don't need... I don't need nobody trying to kill my buzz at all. Okay? At all. If you um, try, exit immediately. Exit to the right, sweetheart. Hope you had a great time. Because, no. And if you sit there and really think about it, or at least for me, I was like, damn. Who the fuck can I count on? Because it was like, I immediately was like, this person, no, they wouldn't. Like, like, because I'm like, look, we're not being, I'm not sugarcoating shit. Like, let's be real. Who's actually going to be there? Who's not going to be like, well, I don't know. I like had a headache. So, (laughs) like, and look, at this point, we can make it even better. You don't even have to tell them where you're going. Who can you call without saying I'm going to fucking Greece and I hit the lottery? Who can you call where you're like, look, you have to trust me. Like, do you trust me? You have to trust me because I trust you. And some crazy shit just happened. And I'm going away. On a little stay. Okay. Okay. Here we go with the bars again. Like, can you have your bags packed by this time? And we're leaving. You got your passport. But that's why that's the text. I don't don't even tell them that you're going here because then, you know, even the people are going to put on that little mask and be like, oh, we got to act right. We go into Greece and you get back. They're going to be acting either even more faker because they're just going to be trying to keep going to Greece or they're going to just go back to the same old bullshit that they've been getting away with. And. I don't know. I had a discussion like this with my best friend and we were both talking about that. We we're like, who would you call? Like, bro. And we we're talking about it. And it was just like, yeah, you think about it. I'm like, I could probably call maybe two, three people, 
may may three is really really pushing it and two is like like kind of but it's not I don't know and this may have something to do with my crippling trust issues that can definitely be part of this you know the reason why I feel like this it most definitely is but it's also like I'm the type of person where I I don't know because I'm not like this that much anymore but I'm like a benefit of the doubt person naturally however I listen to my intuition so like I'll give somebody a the benefit of the doubt until I get either like a weird feeling about it or I peep some shit and I'm like oh no and that peep shit is like the what causes the weird feeling as well so I'm that type of person I'm not gonna sit there and like say you're a bad person and like I literally don't even fucking know you like I haven't been in the same room as you I'm just you know innocent until proven guilty but proven guilty is is a gray area because you know I listen to my gut so if I get a vibe I'm listening to the vibe sorry but that's still guilty to me like that's still like why you acting like that (laughs) why are you giving me this Why are you doing this? Why are you giving me this feeling? Why do I feel like you're on some weird shit? Because if you weren't on some weird shit, I wouldn't be feeling like you're on some weird shit, you know? So that's just me. And I think at the end of the day, like I've given many people the chance to like prove themselves as a good friend. And I don't mean it as in like a way of like, like I'm sitting on a throne, like prove to me, bitch. Are you really my bitch? Like, release the dragons and like I'm not trying to do no octagon like prove and to me that you're the bestest friend in the world no fuck no fuck no all I want is like just like a reciprocation you know if I'm gonna call you my friend like you reciprocate my energy as in I'm not gonna be the one like reaching out to you all the time like why why do I have to sit there and always like initiate stuff I just feel like that's just and then it's like oh I haven't heard from you I'm sorry like is that my job like am I only here to like talk to you and be like how are you doing do you want to hang out what about this what about that you know it's like do you not think damn like you can call me bitch you can make plans with me why do I always have to do this or anything like you know I just think like behavior like that is like just questionable because I feel like when it comes to all relationships especially friendships whatever you want whoever you care for and you want in your life you're going to make time and energy for but you have to realize like how energy and karma works like if you consider a good friend blank 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 like these whatever traits then you need to do that to your friends so that you can get that you know what I mean or at least try like you have to try to keep your friends like yeah it's not like you're in a romantic relationship no but at the end of the day like you still have to put effort in those relationships you know just like you have to do with your family relationships it might seem exhausting and it is exhausting to sit there and have to be like I have to worry about this and this relationship, this. But at the end of the day, if you care for someone and you want someone to be a good friend to you and 
be there for you, then like you have to be there for other people. You can't just sit there and be there when that's convenient or whenever you're bored or whenever you're like, oh, okay, like I'll just because it's just not fair. And that's just the whole vibe I've been on. Like that was my New Year's resolution is just like keeping reciprocated energy at all times. And yeah, it's been great to be honest, because now I feel like especially like after starting the podcast and stuff, I feel like personally for me, I can see a shift of like who I can really or who I've always been able to count on and who hasn't. Because like I said, I'm, I'll give you chances. Like I'm not the type of person where it's like you did this and I don't like that. Bye. Like, no, I, we're humans. We make mistakes. We, you know, we can apologize. That's fine. But I feel like, especially if you've had friends where you've tried to set boundaries with them and tell them like, Hey, this makes me feel like this. Like I would appreciate this instead because this kind of feels shitty and if you've already, if you've discussed that with people in your life and you've set those boundaries and you've discussed that, you've communicated, used your words and had a conversation about that and it was in your head resolved and if they keep doing it, it's not resolved, period. Leave them alone. Like that's the end of that. Close that door because you've already set those boundaries and they've just told you that they're not going to respect them. They've just looked at you and been like, okay, well, I know you said that that bothers you, but like, I just kind of don't give a fuck. Like, okay, well, bye, period. Wish you the best. But like, why am I going to continue having anyone inconsistent in my life? That's just how I feel. And yeah, I don't know. It's been good. It's also been kind of like, it's sad. I think friendship breakups are like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had like a friendship breakup, breakup like that, like a deep one or anything. But I think at the end of the day, friendship breakups are a lot harder sometimes than romantic relationships because, you know, you can have friends for years and years and years and have all these memories and moments and stuff. And like, just because you know, maybe they just are becoming someone that you don't like, you're becoming someone they don't like, or they're not respecting your boundaries, whatever the case is. And the friendship kind of like fades off. It still hurts because it's like, you know, of course, who wouldn't want to like reminisce on those times? Just like if you were in a relationship and you want to reminisce on, you know, those dates and moments, but it's like a part of moving on. Like you just have to kind of heal from it and just realize and say like, yeah, like that was nice when it lasted, but it obviously didn't last for a reason. And unless, you know, that changes and like, or whatever you get an, I don't know. I don't even think apologies. Like who gives a fuck about an apology to be honest, because you could, I will cut, like, I will cover my ears during an apology and just see what you do after, because that's really what matters. Let's be honest. You can say whatever you can cry me a river any day. But I think just listening, just people making mistakes and then just thinking that they could be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's it. And then to do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like, are you? Are you sorry though? It doesn't seem like you're sorry. I think that's just not ideal for anyone that you want in your life. Per- personally for me 
I want people that want to evolve and like just thrive and do whatever makes them happy. So it's like, I don't judge anyone for whatever they do that makes them happy. Like if you like race cars, race your car, race your car. Do you, if you like walking dogs, you better walk that fucking dog, bitch. I'm just that supportive friend. I'm just like, Hey, whatever you want to do, I got you, whatever. Like if you need help, hit me up. I don't know what I'm doing either, but like I can figure it out. We can, we can figure it out. And I just think if I'm like that for a friend, I deserve to have that back. Like I said, it all correlates the circle of life. Like this is not just in friendships. Obviously, like I've said the same thing about romantic relationships. Like if you really care, then put in the effort. That's it. That's all. And if it's, if it's that hard for you to put in effort, then if it takes, if you're looking at it, like it's that much effort for you to like give effort, like what's the point? really really if it if it's that if it's literally gonna kill you it, we, it ain't it ain't gotta kill you it ain't it ain't a thing it ain't a thing that's just how I feel with all relationships it's not like I'm I promise you I'm not ever losing sleep over any of it so it's just like babe communicate this like even in friendships too I don't think that happens a lot like, I've only heard that happening. I could probably remember, like, one or two stories that I've ever heard from people where they've had, like, a real official, like, friend breakup where they have both just looked at each other and said, like, I love you so much. Like, I wish you the best. But, like, I just feel like we're not connecting anymore. Like, I just feel like we don't have things in common anymore. And, yeah, like, it's just this, you know, these things have rubbed me the wrong way. And you haven't apologized for them or you have apologized for them, but you haven't seen a difference, whatever. And just been like, look, I just don't think we could be friends anymore. Like, I just think we should kind of like give ourselves space. Of course, if we could come back together in the future and we find each other on a path, great. But if not, like, I still love you. Wish you the best. Hug it out. Like, I've only heard that happen like twice. And I was shocked when I heard those stories because I was like, people do that. But honestly, that's healthy. Like, what the fuck? That's all I, you know, ideal breakups want to be. But, you know, not always like that. And the same with, you know, friend stuff. But it's just like if you're close enough, if you've been close enough with someone where you can be close with them for, you know, years and connect and I don't know, have like these moments and memories together that you'll only have together. I think that's a beautiful thing. And yes, people evolve and people do change and have different paths. That's one thing. But it's one thing if you're just being a shitty friend. Like, come on. We're not sugarcoating anything anymore. It's shitty. And sometimes you have to look at it and be like, wow, maybe I keep attracting shitty friends now because I was shitty to this person. Or maybe I need to be different in this or communicate more. I just think if it's a pattern then fix it like you got to stop that pattern one way or another so it's just not worth it and I think another thing when it comes to friendships when you're an adult is it's awkward to like make new friends but it like also isn't like for instance I feel like I'm pretty outgoing and 
I don't think that I've always been that way. I think growing up, I, I, I don't know. It's weird. I swear. I have like this weird shy side and then I have this weird, I don't give a fuck side. But I think the root of that comes from like, as a kid, I was chill. Like I was always like, I'd be in my room playing with my toys, having a blast by my, like I could be by my lonesome, like just vibing. My mom be like, I haven't seen my daughter in like an hour. Is she, there's no way she's still playing or whatever. I don't know. I mean, my mom was a great mom. I don't know if that's made herself like a bad mom. I mean, when I'm like older, you know, my mom be like, damn, she's still like, she's so quiet. Like that's always what she said. Cause I would be chilling. If I'm in my vibe in my zone, like just let me be in my zone. But I also cheered when I was, ooh, okay. I don't know what that, what my dog was trying to say with that. But when I was younger, I started cheering when I was three. And obviously when you cheer, you you can't really be shy. Like you can, but you can't. Because you're obviously in performing in front of like groups of people and I don't know. Like you're spread out and shit. Like, it's like everyone can see like you guys. I don't know. It's like in general, if you're fucking on a team or whatever. I just think you're always out there having to like put on like this, you know, peppy like smile and just have like act like you're having a blast when sometimes you're like shitting your pants. Let's be honest. And I love cheering and I never had a problem with like, you know, dancing and doing all that stuff, like, I guess in front of people, but I also just had this like, really, I also, I don't know. I also have this side where like, I just want to be kind of like left alone and like in my little shell and just in my own little vibe. And when I'm in that zone, like it makes me kind of more shy because I'm just like, I don't want to be around this many people or like, I don't know, or I don't want this much attention right now. It just happens. Maybe it's just everyone's like that or maybe not. Like, I don't I don't know. I think there's some kids I've met that are just outgoing. Like there's people that just don't care. Like they'll just blur out anything. There's like the life of the party type thing. And I feel like, yeah, there was times where I could be like that. But like I also have this weird introverted side. And. Growing up now, I think because obviously when you are playing sports or doing anything, performing, doing dance, whatever, you have to kind of like force yourself to kind of be out there, like do it, just like put on, you know, the saddle and ride, like just be like, look, it's all right. We're just going to do this. I think that kind of caused me now as an adult to where I can kind of like flip it on or off, you know, like if I have to be outgoing and I have to just like put on the big girl panties and be out there, like I can do that. But, you know, COVID didn't help. Things like that, you know, sometimes I get like anxious and it just makes things like awkward or I think things are way more awkward than they actually are. And maybe it's just because sometimes I feel like I get awkward, but it's hard sometimes making friends as an adult because you don't want to like just randomly walk up to someone and start talking and get like a bad reaction. So 
it called like or at least that's how like my mindset is and so sometimes it caused me just to kind of be like more like okay just kind of chill and then if like that person makes eye contact with me or something maybe is am I like talking about me spitting game or something like I just kind of thought about how I was talking about this and I was like wait a minute like this I'm talking about giving eyes and stuff I don't I mean you could use it that way too maybe fuck it but I just mean once like I get small talk with someone or like if I like compliment them or something that gives me like an open door to like you know like obviously like have a better conversation with someone and actually like conversate get to know them they get to know you so for me that's what works and that's what is like easy but like there's the time where I'm just kind of like am I in my head is this too much and normally it's always me in my head like I'll just be like is this awkward or like I don't know maybe I shouldn't say anything or like I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's anxiety. I don't know. Who knows? Not me. But that's something that I suffer with. And I do think I've I've had conversations with people around my age too. And they've said the same thing where it's kind of is more awkward. Like as a kid, you felt people would come over all the time with their kids or whatever, or you'd be around random kids all the time and just have to learn how to just somehow suck it up and like become friends. And Sometimes you would literally just befriend someone within a day and be besties, whatever. When you're a kid, it's easy. You're like more used to it because I don't know, maybe school, depending on if you went to public school or whatever, with like a lot of kids, you're kind of just like, you know, exposure therapy, I guess, in a way. So, you know, when you're an adult, of course, you know, if you're in college and you're doing like, you know, frats and sororities and stuff or anything like that, then of course you're going to be meeting more people and that's helping. But when it comes to like making like actual real friends and just going out or, and just meeting someone at like a target and becoming besties or something like as a kid that could happen. But like, as an adult, I'm like, bro. And I always think like, sometimes I I think the worst and I'm like, I would be friend like this crazy bitch or I don't know like I'm like I would befriend someone and like what if they were just like crazy as fuck at the end of the day and like no one knew like I said this could very much be anxiety (laughs) this could very much be an example of my overthinking however it still affects me and affects the process and I think a lot of us adults out there don't want to talk about it, but we're all low-key scared to make new friends, especially when you've like lost people that you consider friends for a while or you're losing them. Like you can just feel that like this ain't going nowhere, bitch. You already know this ain't going nowhere. That's kind of when it's like, ah, oh, now I got to start hanging, like getting out there more. Or, like I got to start like beating more people that like have things in common with me. And it is intimidating. It really is. I actually had a friend that we grew up together, cheered together, and like a few weeks ago, and we were just talking about this and like making friends. And she was like, bro, dead ass. Like, I have met girls on like the Bumble friends thing and like tried to hang out with them. And sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. She was like, but like, it got to that point because it's hard. Like, it's it's just awkward. 
I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, like I said, I didn't write any notes today. I didn't do any research on how to make friends. I'm not here to give y'all advice. I'm here to just be like, I'm here with you. Like, we're all in this together for real. Dead ass. Because this is, I, I thought everybody was being sarcastic when they were like, hey, girl, I have like two friends now. Like, uh, no, there's no sarcasm at all. They were dead ass. <laughs> they were dead ass. And even if you don't, even if you're like, no, I have eight friends and we're all best friends. You have eight best friends. Are you serious? Like, am I just... Is it sad that I think that's impossible or like, do you actually not have eight best friends that you know damn well that if you really didn't think about it is really for them bitches, if that, that you can really trust. That's what I mean. That's where I'm at. And yeah, eight, I don't like those people. How, how the fuck? I saw a TikTok the other day of this girl leaving a bar and she was filming a bridal, like a bachelorette party. I was going to say a bridal shower. (laughs) She was hosting like her bachelorette party as she should, period. Congrats, whoever the hell that was. But when I tell y'all they were coming out of this bar and the girl started recording because she was like, bro, what the fuck? How do you have this many friends? She turned the camera dead ass, dead ass dead ass there were at least 20 20 of these girls like you could see the bride and then you could see all the like girls in the other matching outfits the bridesmaids and all that stuff how were there 20 how do you have 20 friends how do you have 20 people that will actually go through with a damn trip how many who has 20 friends where a trip will leave the group chat. Bitch, who has five friends where a trip will leave the group chat? Like, let's be real. And the girl recording was like, how the hell, how the hell does she have that many friends? And I was really like, bitch, for real. And the girl beside her, her friend was like, I can maybe name four. (laughs) I was like, but no, for real. Like, I'm so glad I'm not alone. Because dead ass, how the fuck? Like, let's really think about it. Who can you really count on? And who who's slacking? And it's okay. I'm not saying, like, get the start drama. Like, you know, I'm not advising you guys to, like, do the whole mean girl scene where she, like, flipped the script and was throwing papers in the hallway and bitches were attacking. I don't, I'm not trying to cause that. But what I am trying to do it's just oh awareness, bitch. Awareness that so, sometimes the friends are foes. You know, friend or foe, foes. They're not for a foe. That's what they are, okay? And sometimes we, I'm not saying I've been a perfect friend. I've definitely, you know, made mistakes and apologized and been like, oh, maybe I should have been more considerate with this. Is we're human. We're human. But at the end of the day, like if you're also someone that you've been a foe recently, you haven't been a friend, you've been a, on the foe side of things, then maybe this is just awareness of, you know, and a reminder that like you don't need to act like that towards people that you can really count on or people that 
you know, you've been through this with or you've been friends with for this long. Maybe you should not act like that towards those people and really kind of evaluate how you've handled things. And even if you don't want to be friends with that person anymore, even if you are like, okay, yeah, this needs to end. We need to have a f- official friendship breakup. Then at least look at the things that you've done, acknowledge them and apologize for them. Like actually apologize for them and see where, okay, I can see where you feel and then move on Bye, call it a day. See you around town. Or maybe I won't see you at the F like at all. Hey, whatever, whatever floats the boat. But yeah, I think there's a lot more people like that agree with me than I'm thinking because it, I've had this conversation with a lot of people and it's just, it's just weird. And it's, I don't know if anyone fucking has tips for me, bitch, send them through, <laughs> send them my way because how I, I think for me, because 25 is like right there. I'm like about to be over that finish line. I'm like excited for it. But I'm also like sad and happy. But I'm also like mad. I'm everything about it because I'm like, wow, like official halfway point of 20. And I think for me, I get in my head and I just start always, you know, fixating on what have you done? Is this enough? Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff that I need to like not do. Cause it's like, girl, live your life. Like calm down, calm down. What's that video? That girl in the car, you calm down. But yeah, for real, calm down is how I feel about it. And it's just gets me thinking about like the future a lot and like too much. And it's kind of, obviously it's not healthy. Like I always try to like remind myself when I do start over fixating about the future and stuff that be in the like present moment, just be present. You're not there yet. Just be present. Don't stress about there yet because you're not there yet. So why stress about it? You know, you're going to stress if you're going to stress about it, then why the fuck are you going to waste time now stressing about it? I have to really like argue with myself like that in my brain sometimes to just be like, calm down. Yeah, even to my dogs that are making all this freaking noise. Calm down. Everyone say it with me. Calm the fuck down. I swear my dogs are having like a who can be the loudest contest. And is really annoying me, but I'm just, I'm going to push it through. I'm going to push through for you. Okay. But like I was saying, anyways, the older I'm getting, I just start thinking like, oh my gosh, like 25, where, when I was a kid, would I think I would be when I'm 25? Should I be there? Am I too young to be there? Was Those are the thoughts that kind of just like, you know, keep you up at night sometimes. And then I start thinking like about like the people that I have in my life and my friendships and being like, okay, so, you know, like once I'm 25, like, yeah, that's halfway through 20. So that's cool. But then like 30 is like right there. And, you know, by the time I'm 30 and stuff at that point, you know, I'm guessing I would be married. I'm guessing I would have 
at least one kid by then. And, you know, who, who would be at my wedding? Who would I make my bridesmaid? Like, do I actually have friends now that I could trust where like if I needed, if I was in a dire emergency or if I was going through anything, like I can actually like call and be there. Those are like the thoughts that like I just have sometimes, which I think is a natural thing. I think maybe I'm, I'm saying that now and people are gonna be like, no, babe, get help. But I do think that is a natural thing that everyone thinks of, especially like, I feel like women, like, you know, we feel already coming out the womb that we have like a fucking timer on our fucking asses. So it's already maybe that, maybe it's just that, but I don't know. I think about that. And then that makes me kind of reflect on my friends and stuff. And then I really do start thinking and that kind of gets me like, well, honestly, these are the only people I would call because this person's proved to me that, you know, they're not really caring enough to put any effort toward our friendship or this one, you know, always does this and is disrespectful or whatever, whatever the reasons are, that's what kind of, I don't know, going into the new year, like around Christmas, that was just a thought process, heavy, heavy, heavy on the mental. And yeah, once, of course, you know, everyone's like, New Year's is kind of stupid. Like New Year's doesn't really happen until the spring happens because the winter is actually over and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that could be true. That can be true. It probably is true. But I just mean, when I'm looking at a calendar, <laughs> when I'm looking at that, which is what I go by for like my birthdays and shit. I was looking at it as, okay, like New Year's resolution would be a perfect time for me to like do this, 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 and this. And one of those things for me was to just reciprocate energy and to not settle for less. And that's for everything. That's for, you know, friends, family, relationships, jobs. I know everything that I want. And I think right now, like I have kind of like my eye on the target of the things that I want to do. One of these things being this podcast which is why I'm so happy that I'm doing it and that I'm sticking to it. And that no matter, you know, at the end of the day, if you haven't been like, if you haven't been a friend now or before I even started this podcast, which like I will say for the 50th time, when I tell you guys, I've been planning this podcast for years. I legit have, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I have recorded so many episodes and deleted them. And I don't know what it was that was holding me back. I think it was multiple things at times. And then this wasn't holding me back anymore, but this was, I don't know. I think it's the process, whatever It's what I needed to go through. And I went through it, but for people that are my friends, like in my family and stuff, they very much know this. This is not a surprise. Like for those people that I've started this podcast at all, at all, especially people that I called my close friends and that I've traveled with and stuff. Those are people that like I'm, I'm close with, I know, like I've talked about, I love talking about my goals and aspirations with people. Just like I like hearing their goals and aspirations. Like I love when people, I love when anyone gets passionate about something, whether it's just a conversation about someone or whether it's their career or whatever it is. I just love like the twinkle in someone's eye when they start talking about all the things that you, they want to do in life. Cause it's just like the excitement. It's so cute. And it's like, yeah, like you're going to do all that stuff too. Like keep speaking into existence. Like you'll do it. But very much all of, you know, my friends and family and stuff knew about this path and saying that I wanted to do it. 
yes, I could tell that some were shocked that I did it. I don't know if they just didn't have the faith in me or they thought like, I don't know if she would go through with it or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm doing it. So whatever. But I think if you've been my friend for a long, a long time and you've known it or you've been whatever, then like you would think that the time that I were to start something like this or, you know, anything like that, like you would have the support that you've always thought that you would have. But unfortunately, and I mean, this is with everything, like I, I bet musicians and athletes and everyone kind of feels like this. But whenever you do something that, you know, you feel like you are meant to do and sometimes people don't care as much as you do. So it kind of just rubs you the wrong way when they don't really see how important something can be, whether it's like something small or big. And yeah, I think I'd had like a reflection period of just kind of like, or like eye openers, but it like didn't hurt for me. I was just like, okay, like I look at this just as like, if right now I'm filming the eighth episode of my podcast. So fast forward three, five years from now, when this is like top the charts or the biggest podcast in the world and whatever, like I've started a business and a brand for myself and all of my dreams have come true. Like whatever it is that I want to do in life. If you haven't been with me now on my first or second or third or eighth episode as like a friend, if you haven't been with me now, like why would you think that you would be with me then? You know, that comes and that's for anyone and everything. Why would I want to have you as a friend when I'm already at the top? If you can't even like be there with me on the journey, you can't even get like I can't even take a water break and take a sip of your damn water on the way up the damn hill <laughs> to the damn goal because your ass isn't there. But you think I'm about to meet you up there and be like, yeah, let's take a selfie. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And that just kind of is like, that's just my mindset now. I don't know. You can call it harsh. I don't think it's harsh. I think it's just real. Like at the end of the day, why waste time? I don't got time to waste. If I'm already about to be 25, I'm going to blink and my ass is going to be 30. And like, that's scary to think about, but it's it's true. Cause I I don't even see how 25 is like, which I mean, I know people are going to, people that are older are going to be listening to this. Like, shut the fuck up talking about 25. No, because this is my moment to do it. I have the time in the future where I can be like, you were only whatever. But right now, it's a big deal for me. And yeah, it's not me like scared of getting older. It's just more like, how has this already happened? Like, I feel like I was literally just doing cartwheels in my backyard. Like, you know, what the fuck? When did it end? All the enjoyment that ass. When the fuck did this shit happen? Is kind of how I feel, to be honest. But I know it's the process of life. Like, we all are supposed to, you know, get older, whether it's scary or not. Like, it's still beautiful. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not excited for, like, when I turn 30 and, like, 40 and 50. Like, be a bad bitch till I'm nine something in the grave in my mindset. Like, even if I'm crippling, wrinkly and stuff then, who gives a fuck? I'm still a bad bitch. Like, you won't be able to tell me nothing. 
Because that's just how I feel like everyone should feel like just love yourself fully because no one else is going to love you as much as you can love yourself. And yeah, it just it just is like an eye opener. And now I'm on that, you know, I'm on that mindset. I've had talks also with people that I've worked with that are older and they've talked about um, like there was one person at my last job and she we were just talking about stuff like this. And she was like, yeah, you know, like I had my I think she said her like friend or cousin or something come over. No, it wasn't her friend. It was definitely like someone related to her. But they had come over and they were just talking about like their friends and like all the stuff that they had been through. Like they were just talking about all these like stories. And she was like the stuff that they went through was crazy. And they had been friends for so, so, so long. But she was like, you know, like that, like those are my bitches. Like I can count on them no matter what, like literally no matter what I know. And she started saying how like she was getting, she started getting like kind of like choked up. She was like, damn bro, who the fuck do I got that I can do that with? Like listening to these stories, listening to like some crazy shit, like some really traumatic, sad shit, but some really happy, crazy shit, like just ups and downs and like having those people that just stay with you through it all. It's just so important. And she was talking about how that story kind of like got her thinking and she kind of did the same thing where she, which, you know, we were taught, I was talking to her about how I wanted to do this. And she was like, no, like I kind of had a moment of like a, an epiphany of I'm not dealing with the bullshit. And she said, it was sad. Like, cause sometimes you do think like, wow, like you kind of don't have as many people you can count on as you think. But it's also like so great because then, you know, the people that you actually do let into your life and you, you know, have that connection with in the future are really like authentic, real people that you can really count on. And it's like reassuring because you don't have to deal with the bullshit and the, you know, lies and all the fake drama that you would go through when you do have those people that are in your life that aren't really authentic or that only call you when they need advice or call you when they need something or when they have an idea or, you know, when it benefits them and they don't sit there and call you and say like, Hey, how are you doing? How are you? Like, are you okay? Are you good? Or I've just got a feeling like, even if you haven't got a feeling like, fuck, like, I don't know. That's how I feel is like, I just want someone I can count on. Like, damn, can I, I call people and check on them And like, yes, like I said, I do, I'm not discrediting the friends that I do have and I can count on, they know who they are, like we've had these discussions, but you know, for the friends that act like they're those friends, but they're not, it's like, it's just like, what, why the waste of time? Like why even keep trying to like stir this pot any longer? Like, let's just leave this shit alone. (laughs) Let's just let it be. Because it's weird and it's pointless. Like, just be honest with people. If you're really just trying to use someone, be fucking, just be straight up. Like, if you're going to use someone for whatever it is, like, look, have the balls to look them in the face and be like, look, I was just using it for this. At least do that. That's the least you can do. Because, I don't know, I feel like if anyone's leading someone on in any way, romantically, friendship way, whatever, and you're doing it because you're the one only benefiting from it. 
and like you're just using the other person like that's just grimy that's just grimy and that's not cute that's little dick energy that's no just not good not good not cute yes i said little dick energy but that's still for everyone <laughs> you know there's there's women you know that have big dick energy and little dick energy let's be there's all genders that have it it's a, it's a term okay don't get hurt don't get sensitive but either way I hope that someone can relate to this. I think I will have people that will be like, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about. And for those people, period, you know, I'm there for you. Maybe we could be fucking friends. Who fucking knows at this point? And for the other ones, you know, if you're a foe out there, stop being a foe. Just don't do it. Just just you're an adult. You know how to communicate. Do what you got to do. I fucking... I think this is another reason why this kind of stuck to my head heavy. And I was like, I got to talk about it because I saw fucking Barbie the other day. And I did have some tears welded up in my eyes a little bit on some scenes. And I know some of y'all are going to be like, but you're crying at Barbie. You don't understand. You don't understand. And especially if you're a male specimen, you don't understand. That movie was so fucking good. Because it said things that, like, I didn't even know I wanted to say. (laughs) It was so eye-opening. And no, it is not. If you are a man, you can still enjoy the movie. Like, if you are, if you can open yourself enough to, like, look at this movie with open arms and not sit there and look at it, say, this is a kid movie, or this is a woman, this is a movie for women, or this is a movie for Ryan Gosling fans, or or whatever the fuck. If you just look at this movie as a movie and just literally listen to the messages and what they're saying... Anyone can relate like there was so everyone in the movie was someone that someone could look at and relate to, which is why, like, representation is so fucking important. One. But two, because the things that they were talking about was really real, like. Barbie, like that whole just journey of just them talking about like womanhood and just how hard it is to literally just be a woman in general and. Like, there was a quote that um, America, I forgot her last name, but she was in the movie and she said this rant for literally like, it wasn't, it was like a, it wasn't even a rant. I don't even want to call it that. Like, this bitch did a fucking poetic piece, bitch. That was amazing. And she was just talking about like, when you're a woman, like, you want to be thin, but you can't say that you want to be thin. You have to say that you want to be healthy. But when you say you want to be healthy, you really mean that you want to be thin and you could be a boss. Like you can be a CEO, but you also can't be bossy or mean. Like you have to be nice about it, but you also can't be too nice because if you're too nice, people will walk over you and you don't want to be too nice to people because then they'll walk over you. And it was just talking about like how, when it comes to guys, like, you know, you don't want to be too hard to get, but you can't be easy because then you'll be a whore. And then for the, you know, girls, you know, you want to be a girl's girl, but you can't step on another girl's toes. And she just went on and on. Like, this is literally probably like a fraction of like 
everything that she was talking about. But when I tell you, like, one, going to the movie theater, it was refreshing because there were so many cute, like, couples there. And then there was, like, these two best... They looked like either sisters or, like, best friends, but they were, like, definitely in their, like, 50s or 60s. And they're wearing pink. It was so cute. And they were, like, sitting on their little, like, movie date. And... Then you could see like a whole families in there and little girls and little boys. Like it was just nice to see because like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a fucking movie. And like, I just think that it was nice for that many people. And it's not just being like all women of this age group seeing the same thing so they can relate to the same thing. It was a whole bunch of people that can take a whole bunch of different perception perspectives of the movie and really figure out what it meant to them. And that's what I liked. And yeah, she was talking and it was like silent, like even in the movie, like even during that scene, like you could tell like everybody was just like, whoa, and she was preaching. I almost got the holy fucking ghost. I was like, whoa, she was saying shit. I didn't even know my brain was feeling like I didn't even know I, I was feeling like that. And you just took it from somewhere, but it wasn't even my brain. It hadn't even hit my brain yet, but it, it was like in my heart and you like snatched it out like. It was some crazy shit, but it was such a, it was such a good movie. It was so good. Like even Ken, you know, Ryan Gosling, like he played the fuck out of Ken, but even his character was kind of talking about like a perspective of a man and like how, I don't know, I'm not a man, so I'm not, I can't really speak on what my perspective will be from a man, obviously, but what my perspective was from what I saw, which you know, I don't know if it's going to be a spoiler alert or not. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause for like, go forward like 20 seconds. But it was a part of the movie where, you know, he was always trying to be there for like Barbie, you know, be, be, you know, her main thing and like really try and do all these things to get her attention and stuff. But she was kind of like, you know, I'm a bad bitch. I got my girls. Bye. Uh, like city girls on plan. It was definitely city girl energy. It was definitely city girl. And then, you know, once they went to America or America, I mean, they did, they, they, you know, traveled in the fucking movie and it was in America, they were in LA, but whenever they traveled to the real world, like he started realizing like it was the opposite and shit and that, you know, men were the one fucking ruling over here where in Barbie world, like it was city girl central. So he was like, oh shit, like niggas running shit here. That's wild. That's some crazy shit. So then, and he was, of course, like a privileged white man. I mean, he is. So, of course, in the movie, he was like, oh, wow, like I could do a lot here. So then when he goes back, you know, things take a little turn because, you know, Ken done seen some shit. He saw that niggas was, <laughs> niggas was in Paris. And he was like, hey, I'm gonna bring all this info back, bitch. I Like, fuck these bitches. So it just, it just kind of showed like his perspective and how like the real world kind of, forced him to kind of degrade women in a way to like feed his own ego. And like I said, like I said, I don't think your third eye has to be open for you to really get the message of the movie. But I think that everyone has a character to relate to. And even like the Alan doll character in the movie who was played by Michael, I don't know his last name, but I'm pretty sure his first name is Michael. He played in so much. He's so funny, but even his character in the movie, like, obviously he will, he's a he, but like, he's a part of the Kins, but he's not a part of the Kins. Like he's, there's all the Barbies, all the women are Barbies, bad bitches, city girls, but all the guys are Kins. And then there's like Alan, 
and there's like weird Barbie, you know? And Alan is like, yeah, I'm a boy, but like I, he also kind of didn't like relate to the boys and like the things that they were doing. Cause you know, all the day they were just beaching. That was the vibe. But he was like, I'm not really into that. But also he's not a, a woman. So he was like, I'm also not over here with the city girl central. So it kind of just helps because if someone is struggling like that, where they feel like they can connect both to their feminine and, and masculine side and not one is too much and that they're in the middle, they can also watch the movie through his lens and kind of see from his perspective, like, oh, OK. So that's why I think it's great. I, you know, it was a really good movie. I went to see it with my mom and yeah, I, I wore pink and she didn't have pink on. And I was like, oh, you're not going to wear pink. It's just like. Am I supposed to? I was like, you don't have to. But, you know, the city girls were in pink. So I don't know. Like, maybe you're not a Barbie. I don't know. But then she wore pink and we went and it was cute. But it was a good movie. She did kind of fall asleep towards the end. And during the saddest part, like I was literally over there, like tears in my eyes, like Billy's in the back. I'm like, uh, and I look over my mom slumped with the popcorn bowl. I said, sis, I tapped her. I was like, wake up. Like you missing the most emotional part. This is probably the most eye opening part. And it was the maker of Barbie. And then she was an older lady. It was so beautiful. And then they had the oars in the back. Yeah, I was really over there having a whole moment. Like, wow, this is really deep. And then here she is over here. It it was just, it was a lot, but it was a really cute movie. I 10 out of 10 recommend go seeing it. And yeah, I'm just so excited. I love like the, the representation and stuff. It, I don't know if, if you just don't know, you don't know, but if you know, you know, that's the best way that I can explain it because if you grew up, being able to like go and pick out a Barbie that looks just like you or get a Halloween costume and it looks just like you. And like, you don't have a problem because you have like 50 options of what you can be and not feel out of place. And like, like if that was something that you dealt with growing up, then like you're fortunate for that because like for a lot of us, like that was not the case. And whenever it came to representation in Disney or in Nickelodeon, like, it was not what it is today. And yes, of course, I'm not over here watching. Like, I don't know what I can't name a fucking Nickelodeon show right now. Only thing I can or like the only show I know that's airing right now is like Raven's Home. And that's only because Raven was like the first fucking black lead like on Disney where she had her own show about her. And it was like with her name and like how Miley Cyrus had Miley Stewart and Hannah Montana, it kind of was like that same energy. So to grow up with that one best show ever, love it so much. I fucking will binge that show any day. I'm going to be in, not, I'm going to, I don't want to say I'm going to be in a retirement home, but like, you know, when those days I'm going to be fucking watching Raven some fucking how, because the funniest show is way early for its time. But growing up, like that was amazing having that representation and having like proud family. But like, if you really think about it, like that was it. That was it. Because by the time I was like getting a teenager and shit, like, yeah, Zendaya, you know, she was shaking it up and shit, but she's like a few, like a f just a few years older than me. So wow, she was shaking it up, you know, at what, 16 and shit. I wasn't shaking it up for Disney Channel no more, you know? So for me, it still was that 
time where, and even like when Raven was on, which she's talked about this, but when Raven was on That's a Raven, like her hair was not like really not like, yeah, her mom was, I'm glad that her mom had uh like locks and she had them and represented, but Raven's hair was always like, you know, like pinned straight for the most part. Like, you know, they were trying to keep her like really thin. Like she was, they basically had like a beautiful curvy black, you know, I think she, yeah, she's, I was about to say she was bisexual, but she's not, she's married. So she, yes, she's a lesbian. Like you have a curvy African-American, beautiful lesbian black woman that they were trying to still fit the early 2000s, very skinny, tall, long-legged, blonde hair, blue-eyed, you know, no curves, no butt image. And like, I can't imagine her having to deal with it. So like as a kid, like that's still something that you suffer for, you suffer from because you're just, when you go out to play, to, you know, go shopping or pick some Barbies or, you know, maybe I shouldn't say Barbies (laughs) since I just hyped up. (laughs) But I mean, obviously, you know, they got with the times and stuff. But whenever you went to shop and go for Halloween costumes and stuff, it was hard because it's like you didn't really have options. Like, you know, Princess Tiana came out when I was like in what high school, middle school, not high school, maybe middle school, high school, whatever. So I didn't have when I was a kid, I didn't have that. But like, I'm so glad and happy and grateful that like kids now have it and that my kids in the future will have more representation so that they can look at a movie, they can read a book, they can do whatever and say, oh, I can be just like that person because that person looks like me or that person, I have this in common. And it's not just a whole bunch of people that look like the opposite of me. And now it subconsciously is telling me that like, I can't do these things that these people do because like, I haven't seen anyone else that looks like me do it. So that's why, like, if you think that whole representation shit is bullshit, like, First, exit the chat. Well, first, educate yourself. Second, exit the chat. Come back when you're educated because it's so important. And even when I saw The Little Mermaid with my friend like a few uh, months ago in theaters, we saw it 3D. Didn't even know it came out in 3D. I was so fucking lit. Had a headache after, of course. But so fucking lit during the movie. Hallie ate. Ate. Ate every fucking grain of sand off that fucking floor. That's how much she ate in that fucking movie. And Little Mermaid was one of my, like, I was like, I love Disney. I love Nickelodeon too, but like, I was a Disney gal, okay? And I fucking, I loved Little Mermaid. She was so cute. I don't know if she was my, she was my favorite, favorite, favorite. Like, out of the princesses for a while, she was. But... Like, I fucked with that movie. And when I was watching it, whenever she'd had her, like, you know, part of the world, whenever she was part of the world, and she had the solo, like, I looked over at my friend, and she low-key was like, bro, like, I got tears in my eyes. I was like, bitch, me too. And it, and it, wasn't, it wasn't because, like, we saw the movie. We know what the outcome is. Like, anyways, she was a baddie, like, princess. Like, yeah, she was wildin'. Like, the fact that she really sold her fucking voice for a nigga, wild. Wild. But it was cute. Like, she was a little mermaid, whatever. And I just think we talked about it after, like, 
when we were looking at it, we were like, oh my gosh, like I could not have told my little self as a little girl watching Little Mermaid all the time, singing the songs, kiss the girl, you know, vibing. If I would have told her that a black woman would play her in a live action Disney movie with fucking locks, I would literally be like, Brittany, bitch, what universe, what universe are you in in the future? I would not believe it. And I think that's what like made us choke up because we were just like, oh, my gosh, like. This is so good, like, I'm just so happy for the um, for the like little girls now, you know, like the kids now that can like look up and see that like a princess, a prince, a superhero, all of that can be someone of color. No matter what the color is, it can be someone of color where it's not always the same thing and where it's not always the idea that you have to be this race or look like this for you to have an easy life or for you to be a princess or for you to have the possibility to do this. It's so eye opening and refreshing for kids to see that. And it's just so beautiful. It's so good. It's just so good. And even I mean, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But it's still going on the right fucking foot. And I'm excited. Like, I don't know. It Little things like that do make me happy because it would be like if anyone had to struggle with something as a kid growing up, no one wants their kid to struggle with that. So even if I have to struggle with not feeling like I saw a lot of people that looked like me and the things that I want to do or the things that I wanted to do in life, you know, from that younger perspective, of course, I want my daughter to be able to not even have that thought. Like, I don't want my daughter or son, anyone to have the thought that they can't do something simply because of the way that they look. No, I'm mad that that was a thought that I had to have, but that was because it was a different time. It was a different time, babe. So for my kids in the future to not be able to have that like insecurity or that thought in their brain of like, oh, like, well, I can't be rich because I'm not this or not. I like uh, I just that's so refreshing. And like I have a godson now. And I think about that for him, like. I'm just so happy that they get to see all the stuff that we didn't get to see. I mean, it's the same way how our parents you know, felt about things like not saying everything's going to be perfect overnight. It took this long for this shit to fucking happen. Like Walt Disney didn't even like fucking black people. Like he was racist as hell. Let's be honest here. However, he ain't here no more. He ain't here no more. And you know who is here? People, black people, Hispanic people, People of all kinds are here. So it's like, who cares now? Like, bye-bye. You That was the time. It was a different time, right? It was a different time. It was. It was. But now that's not that time no more. As much as y'all try to do it, it's just not that time anymore. And it's like, come on. We have to face the facts. It ain't got y'all far. Like, y'all have already hit your peak of uh, racism and of things like that. Like the, y'all have already hit your peak a while ago. This is now the downfall. <laughs> so get ready. I don't know. I hope that someone can look at this and be like, I understood somewhat of what she was saying. 
Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. If anyone can just take any advice from this, whatever it is, I'm happy and I've done my job. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like always, I will be back next week. Again, please submit any topic requests, any ideas, any confessions, questions to me on my Instagram page. Um, I am going to try to see if I can just get everything linked below in the podcast um, description, but it is itz.britt for my Instagram, my personal one. And then the podcast Instagram is Sweet Nostalgia Instagram. Oh, I was just about to say Sweet Nostalgia Instagram. It's Sweet Nostalgia Podcast. So, of course, go ahead and check that out as well. Episodes are uploaded every Friday. And I love you guys. I hope that you're having an amazing time wherever you are in this world. And just have a good time. Live life, you know. Just find out if your friends are friends or foes. And, you know, move accordingly. But either way, I'll be here. I'll be here for you. So have a good time. Be safe. Love others. And that's it. (laughs) Bye.